So uh, I, I've recently taken up DMing for some friends of mine, uh, being the dungeon master for their D&D campaign. And it is, uh, it's a little bit intimidating going in, but um, even more so once you've done it the first once or twice and, and realized uh, what you should have prepared for that you wouldn't necessarily have thought of. Now, I expect that this is likely to be different for every person, but uh, for me at least, one of my greatest challenges getting started was creating npcs you know uh, as the dm you basically have the responsibility of being every single character that is not your players <laughs> your player characters as well as the setting the universe the backstory etc etc and because of the very nature of it one of the things that makes it so fun it's collaborative storytelling but that uh, that's also going to mean that your players will inevitably do things and engage with uh, people or objects that you maybe would not have expected. So because of the, the, the beauty of the game, it's rather unpredictable. And um, I found myself having to, with more frequency than I expected, um, having to create brand new characters on the spot. There's you know, plenty of memes about this, I'm sure. Anyone who ha has enough interest in Dungeons & Dragons to be listening to this video has more than likely seen some version of the meme where uh, characters walk into a, a tavern and there's a bartender and there's a guy sitting at the bar with like fireballs, you know, orbiting his skull. And like, okay, who else is in here? Uh, well, um, all right, there's a goblin in the corner. Oh, I want to talk to the goblin. They're going to sometimes miss or intentionally avoid either to uh, troll you or because of uh, natural curiosity, I guess, if you want to put a silver lining on it or a more optimistic uh, explanation on it, they're going to want to talk to people that you invented on the spot and didn't expect to be important. And they're going to go places where you didn't expect them to go, and you're going to have to make up people to be there. So the creation of NPCs is something that was a huge challenge for me, and there are a couple of things that you can do to help prepare. Inevitably, there's going to be some on-the-spot gimmicking and creation, but that's what DMing is. You're going to have to do that regardless. Um, some things that you can do to help prevent a stammering. Um, okay, there, uh, I guess, uh, it's a, and, and then just like murmuring and having it. Some things you can do to prepare. One thing, easy thing, if you're running your game digitally, but at this day and age with a number of D&D resources on the net, I recommend it. There's a lot of fantastic and free tools available. But uh, if you're running your game di digitally, pull up a random name generator and preview it first because I've done that on the spot and was surprised, I guess, because I've only lived my own experience, <laughs> surprised to find that not all random name generators are designed for fantasy role-playing. Actually, a lot of the more popular ones are for picking baby names, I think. I'm not really sure why they exist, but, you know, find one that you like. You know, Google random name generator and you will find a hundred. You can pick one that you like. Some of the fantasy ones are actually bad because the names that they offer are ridiculous and nobody will remember them. I don't know if anyone listening to this saw the Warcraft movie that came out. I walked out of that movie with some friends and I was like, all right, it was, you know, okay. I think I knew enough about Warcraft. I'm nerd enough to enjoy seeing some of the things that imagine my own head played out with real live actors and actresses. I wasn't crazy about it, but I was like, yeah, that's fine. My friend turned to me who hadn't played Warcraft and just said, name one character from that movie. 
I was like, oh, actually. <laughs> because they all have fantasy-ass names. Every single one of them was like Krogthalon the Slaminator or whatever. So beware of specifically designed for fantasy random name generators. Preview them first and see if these names are going to be things that people can remember. That's a good tip just whether you're using a random name generator or not. If every single character you create for your players is named uh, Jack Salakthrope, they're not going to remember that. You'd think a crazy name would be memorable, but if all of your characters are like that, it's going to get really hard. So find you know your balance between memorable and exotic, and you know that's going to match up maybe to species. I'm not saying don't use crazy names ever. You know, fit it into your world, into your backstory. Give it a little bit of thought ahead of time. And I mean that as like a more general thought than, you know, what you've probably done already if you're planning to DM or you're experienced DM and creating characters that you expect them to meet. Remember, this is about the NPCs that they're going to call into existence on the spot by wandering into a place that they you didn't expect them to go. So random name generators, those are very helpful. It doesn't hurt to have a few kind of like template NPCs that exist ahead of time. And I don't mean, you know, the stats. D&D Beyond, if you use that tool, I, if you don't, I recommend it. It's amazing. That's going to have the stat block in there. If you have any books and if you're DMing, I'm sure you do. Uh, you've got the Dungeon Master's Guide and or the Monster Manual, etc. You can use a commoner stat block for just about any NPC. So I don't mean the stats. I mean, you know, write... A three-sentence character, uh, you know, so and so, you know, so and so, dwarf, eye patch, merchant, caravaner. You know, give it a little bit more than what I did just now, but come up with a just kind of a a, a sheet of paper, some notes, or a, or a document that you can have open in another tab or another window, where if they do go somewhere and you need to call someone in the, into existence, you can pick off the sheet pretty easily, and depending on how gung-ho you want to be about it, how much, you know, free time you have on your hands between sessions, you could lump that into, you know, more martial type NPCs, trader type NPCs, uh, religious clericy type NPCs. You can create categories that, again, fit the world that you're playing or, or creating that would also align with the types of NPCs that your, you know, people might bump into, you know, roguey, thiefy, underbelly, criminal type NPCs, whatever. I, I don't even do that. I don't get that advanced with it, but I have seen also online um, tools where people sell books full of, oh, this book has 25 interesting NPCs with long backstories of a martial background, you know, mercenaries and soldiers and whatnot, you know, sergeant of arms, characters that you can introduce to your campaign if if you need to, or if you want something more interesting, you're struggling. I can see the appeal of doing that and the usefulness of it. I don't do it, but it's something I might recommend depending on how many characters you end up introducing uh, per campaign. Another thing, think about what these characters look like. And I don't mean necessarily species, height, and hair color and what they're wearing. If you can give every single one of them something um, either interesting in their story that your player characters would find out very early on, which is the unpredictable nature of PCs, hard to do. But if you can, you know, think of what's something that they would reveal in their first monologue about themselves, their NPC introduction of self, 
um, that's fine, but it's a lot easier sometimes to just think of one notable physical characteristic. And yeah, you can take from the, the, the list of pirate characteristics, they have an eye patch, or they're missing a leg, or they've got a hook for a hand. It doesn't even need to be something like that. Maybe you've got a UNT in your campaign uh, as an NPC, and it's like, oh, you know, so-and-so just looks like a regular dude, except he's got a patch of scales in the back of one hand. It's worth making notes like that because it's going to enhance the immersion of your game. A lot of the pre-written adventure books or Dungeon Master's Guide will have little tips in it about if you can be descriptive, it's helpful to make the world feel more alive to your, your characters. But more importantly, in the creation of NPCs, if you can describe one physical characteristic, maybe even like I was saying earlier, you've kind of fallen into the trap of names that are hard for your characters to remember. And by the way, I do that all the time, um, create named characters and, uh, or named NPCs. And none of my characters can remember what the hell they're called, but they'll be like, Oh, you know, you know, the, the bartender with the peg leg, that's going to help a lot. If there, people tend to remember because they're trying to imagine in their mind what you're describing to them out loud. Right. So if you give them just one thing to fixate on, I think physical attributes are super easy. Cause that's what people are just going to you know, notice right away when they're talking to someone for the first time, some obvious physical attribute, but it could also be, um, some part of their story. Uh, yeah, you know, the bartender whose horse died the morning that we met him, you know, maybe like uh, something that would be noticeable immediately. Maybe they are, uh, they walk up to the bartender and he's wiping a tear away. That's weird. That's noticeable. That's memorable. And so they'll probably ask him about it. Even if they don't, you'll be able to remember him. It's a, it's just a this is a tool for you too because you're gonna have to end up creating a lot of different characters, a lot of different sorry NPCs and characters, um, non-player characters, and well, I guess for the DM, all non-player characters are your characters, right? Because you're playing them. So, um, but I think those two tips: random name generator to help when you're put on the spot. And uh, physical attributes or like an immediately noticeable backstory element that is going to fix someone into the minds of your player characters that need to remember later on who they were talking to or who is in that room or why they care about a certain place or why they're doing what they're doing. Oh, shit, that's right. We got hired by, you know, the merchant with the peg leg, whatever the case may be. So um, those are some quick tips. Oh, and I actually, I forgot the third one um, because I don't use it as much as I probably should. But, um, <laughs> you know, creating some uh, NPCs ahead of time. If you're doing a, a pre-written adventure, a lot of the important NPCs are already uh, going to exist. They'll usually give you a few more that you don't even need. So that's super helpful and realizing how helpful that is. I've run some adventures out of books. Um, I think I would also recommend, if, especially if you're doing a homebrew campaign, to create a few, just um, like a stock, a little bank of NPCs that you can call into existence as you need them. And they don't need to be super elaborate. Give them a name, give them a three-sentence backstory, include in that backstory something noticeable immediately off the bat, something for your characters to hook on. So, um, yeah, there's my general advice.
If you want more sort of DM tips and tricks, the point of recording this video, I'm pretty new to it. So uh, where the, the con is, you're not listening to like famed, you know, Matt Mercer or some DM who's been doing this forever and does it live and does it for studio performances. You're not listening to professional Dungeon Master, but you are listening to someone who just started to get into it for fifth edition, has run or is currently running rather a couple of campaigns. And these are all the things that are happening to me. So you're getting the perspective of someone who, especially if you are a new DM, is going to be facing a lot of the same challenges as you. And these are the techniques that work for me to get past them. So that's the advantage of listening to an amateur, I guess. If I can, man, I should be a salesman. I can sell anything. I'm selling my lack of experience right now, which is great. We've done a couple of other videos like this, sort of DM tips and tricks from an amateur just getting started. If you want to hear more, people seem to like them. We will continue to make videos like this. So please subscribe to our channel. You'll see every time a new one of those pops up. We do a couple of other goofy things too, which you, you may or may not enjoy. But uh, if you like this, more things like this will continue to be created. So I encourage you to subscribe and uh, I hope you find this really useful. I'm a huge advocate for more people DMing because it is a challenge to the proliferation of Dungeons and Dragons, which I consider to be an amazing game, that they need a narrator, referee, world creator in order to function. And that's that's something that a lot of other games don't need. A board game has a board. A video game you know, is an existing piece of software or hardware. You have to be all that if you're the DM. So it's a challenge to the spread of the game that there are never enough DMs to go around. Um, and it's an intimidating thing to get into also. I think it can be incredibly rewarding. I think I probably, I've had a lot of fun as a player character and as a DM, but I think I maybe had a little bit more fun as a DM. I mean, that's just my sort of control freak attitude, but I like pulling the strings. I like being the puppet master, so I've enjoyed it very much so far. You know, if we could get beyond the intimidation of, oh no, I can't do this unless I buy six books and memorize them, which is not true, by the way, but um, <laughs> the intimidation of, uh, of running a world for people and feeling like uh, the weight is on your shoulders to make it an enjoyable experience. I think having other people, other peers, you know, in your community of uh, nerd games, uh, or e even if you don't know them personally, you're just watching a YouTube video like this, I think having that kind of support system out there makes it a little bit more accessible. It makes it a little bit less scary to become a DM. It increases the number of DMs in the world. It increases the number of Dungeons & Dragons players in the world, which is a great thing. It's a, it's a great social experience. So um, hopefully you like this. We're going to make more like it. And I encourage you to subscribe. And thank you.